Welcome to Chaos Theory Tales Askew. This is the second installment of the short story entitled Passage by A.A. Roberts. Wake up! I snapped up to a sitting position in the center of a bare room. It was weird. The command wasn't oral. It seemed to come from the center of my brain. I was getting tired of all these annoying new experiences. In the real world, people couldn't really get inside your head. Besides, even if you did have such psychic talent, I didn't see the need to shout. I was on a musty old mattress that had been thrown on a cement floor. A single glaring light bulb dangled from a socket plugged into an orange extension cord over my head. It was a large room with 12-foot ceilings. It wasn't made for comfort. Despite its large size, it was obviously made for containment. The twins walked out of the shadows directly in front of me, sharing a knowing smile. The one on the right apologized, sorry about the tranquilizer, but all that noise Jennings made inspired someone to call the state police. The one on the left added, They were only a couple of miles away when we showed up, and we still needed time for our cleanup team to do its work and to get you out. Where's the girl? She's being debriefed. Jennings chose his victim well. She was an orphan child of the street, Lefty observed. No one ever would have missed her, Righty add. Who, I started to ask. We are Ed Edison, they said in unison. This dual identical reply freaked me out a little. So you share the exact same name as well as fashion sense? Your parents must have been really into that whole twin thing. They sneered at my taunt and Righty spoke up. I'm Edwin. He jerked a thumb at his brother. This is Edgar. We never met our parents. The government took us at a young age because of our talents. Let me guess, you have that whole psychic twin thing going on between you. Edwin shot me a knowing grin. Something like that. We're not clones. We have proof. Edgar shot defensively. The little shit was reading my mind, which I found really annoying. We've got proof, Edwin huffed. We have belly buttons. Edgar echoes his brother. Yes, we have belly buttons, and that's proof. I wasn't aware that clones didn't have belly buttons. In fact, I wasn't aware that there were clones. The twins knowingly chuckled at my naivete and began to slowly circle me. What am I doing here? Edgar crossed one arm on his chest, propped the other elbow on top of it, and stroked his chin. Of course, his brother did the same thing. We've had our eye on you for some time. We got a tip that you were out in the world and up to deeds of daring do. From who? Harry Stevens? Edwin smiled knowingly. She thought you might be of interest to us. I don't know what or who you're talking about. Come, come, Adam. You've been a busy boy. What was it Mr. Stevens called you? Edgar asked. The Dark Guardian. Ooh, Edwin said in mock awe. We're actually fans, Adam. Your work with the crossword killer was exemplary. So much evil in so little time, eh? I'm not sure which one said that. Is there a point to this conversation? They studied me in silence a bit longer while they continued to circle. Finally, Edgar spoke up. Do you have any powers, Adam? Say what? The twins stopped in front of me and Edgar asked again. Do you have any powers? 
I can conjugate French verbs faster than any human alive. I can leap tiny bits of string in a single bound, and I'm a master of chopsticks, so don't fuck with me. With that, I was launched across the room and slammed into the opposite cement wall with the force from some unseen blow. That's what I get for being vulgar. The twins were holding hands now, and I could see a strange blue light leaking out from behind their sunglasses. I was pinned to the top of the wall with what felt like a ten-ton weight on my chest. The twins strolled hand in hand over to me. We do have powers, Adam. The scientists call it telekinesis. Have you heard of it? Edwin asked. I would have replied yes had I been able to breathe. Edwin smiled. We're pretty good at it, as you may have noticed. It's why we've risen to the top of the Shadow Walkers. They broke their connection and I unceremoniously fell to the base of the wall. I looked up at the two and contemplated kicking their identical asses. I wouldn't do that if I were you. We're both trained martial artists too, and although we understand you're very good, we're sure the tranquilizer isn't entirely out of your system, Edgar observed. Evidently, telepathy is another talent. I don't like you inside my head. Edwin smiled. Sorry, force of habit. What? Who are the Shadow Walkers? Edgar smiled. A federally mandated agency tasked with the mission of mitigating and or managing all paranormal activity. Our primary mission is containment. The populace must believe that the paranormal, mystical, supernatural, and so on are just fantasy, Edwin pointed out. Edgar kneeled in front of me. If the truth were known, we'd have a hundred times more Alexander Jennings running about, mucking around with things that shouldn't be mucked around with. Edwin kneeled next to his brother. Up until tonight, you've been dealing with the -the run-of-the-mill, everyday sort of evil. That's why we haven't bothered with you. Yes, that's outside our jurisdiction. But tonight, you really stepped into it, didn't you, Edgar? asked rhetorically. What do you want with me? They both smiled and said enthusiastically, Why to join us, of course. You did a bang-up job tonight. Really first class, Edgar said like a fawning teenager. Really, Adam, and all without any powers. We were really impressed, Edwin added just as enthusiastically. I was intrigued, but given the full dose of humility I'd gotten so far that night, I also felt like I was way out of my league. I don't think I'd last too long in your world. I got lucky tonight. Edgar's expression changed to one of admiration, and he turned to his brother. And he's humble, too. We have to enlist him. Most definitely, Edwin replied, and they both rose. The pair each offered me a hand and helped me up from the floor. We need to show you something, Adam. Edwin stepped back so that I might pass. Edgar led me out of the room. We exited past the steel door that barred my interrogation room. We walked by many empty cells. Some of them were sealed with bars, some with steel mesh, and some with foot-thick glass. All the rooms were now empty. It was obvious to me that this was a prison of some sort, but it seemed to be vacant. That's because of the sole prisoner we keep here, Edgar replied to my thoughts. He kept driving the other inmates mad, causing them to commit horrible acts. We felt it was best if we kept him isolated. They brought me before a stainless steel vault door that must have been three foot thick. A pair of heavily armed guards in black combat gear stood nervously at attention in front of the door. They wore black plastic helmets that made them look like giant bipedal bugs. I could see electronics worked into the back of their headgear. The helmets protect them from the creature behind that door. We've discovered a technology that scrambles psychic assaults. Without it, they'd go mad in a matter of minutes, Edwin pointed out. Edgar frowned. Unfortunately, the batteries only last two hours, so we're constantly rotating our guards. I could feel it. 
It was on the other side of that massive steel portal, but I could feel it reaching out in an attempt to latch onto my soul. It was like an ethereal skeletal claw that slipped unencumbered through the physical world into my mind's eye. It was terror and hate and the antithesis of life all wrapped up in one spiritual tendril. It coiled itself around my essence and began to squeeze like some giant anaconda from the depths of hell. Edwin put his hand on my shoulder. Ah, we'll have none of that, Morlock. The evil was gone with Edwin's touch, and his brother put his hand on my other shoulder. I could feel them protecting me with their own substantial energy. I know that name, Morlock. Edgar motioned to one of the guards, and the soldier turned to tap in a code on a nearby keypad. He was one of the previous owners of the Necronomicon. You probably came across his name while tracking down Jennings. Edwin pulled me back from the path of the vault door as it began to swing open. He got a little farther than Mr. Jennings did with his incantations. Back in 1983, he managed to transform himself into this. Fortunately, we had a little help in pursuing him. Edgar turned to me. By the way, thanks for locating that loathsome piece of literature for us. We've been meaning to do that for a few years now. Always putting out fires, you know. I didn't have the heart to tell him you could get it on the internet for 20 bucks. The vault door opened wide to reveal the room's sole inhabitant. The thing on the hill was bad, but this was worse. Much worse. The guards instinctively brought their submachine guns to bear, but I doubt they could have penetrated the three-foot-thick glass wall in front of us. The thing that was Morlock was manacled to a silver chair that was bolted to the floor. It stared up at the ceiling as though it was screaming to the heavens in defiance. Its body was a corpse. Its pale flesh was sunken into the bones. What little black hair that was left rode the tides of the black energy that streamed out of this foul thing. At first glance, it might have appeared to be a mist or a smoke issuing forth from the cadaver, but further inspection revealed it to be something akin to a crackling black electricity. It once wore a suit, but the cloth had mostly burned away to reveal the putrid flesh which clung to the skeletal remains. We walked into the room, or I should say the twins dragged me into the room, my heart caught in my throat. Its hands clenched the arms of its silver throne and then relaxed. It was still alive. It too must have been telepathic, for its head rolled down to stare at me, and I was frozen from the crimson glare that beamed from its eyes. They were blood-lined black wells that no human being should have been subjected to. A red-tinged, purplish, dark light spilled out of those orbs, and Morlock squinted as if to get a better look at me. It smiled, and I thought I was going to pass out. The energy on the other side of those feet-thick walls began to churn in earnest, and the bits of cloth from his ruined clothes began to fly about the room. Edgar frowned. That's enough. Let's go. The twins almost had to carry me out of the room. I don't remember much of the walk back to their office. They seated me in front of a nasty old green metal desk and let me recover. Edgar got me a glass of water and sat on one corner of the desk. Edwin sat down on the other side of the desk and smiled once he was sure I was coherent. And that is why, Adam, we must do what we must do. Morlock is the personification of evil. To our knowledge, he's the only one of his kind in the world. Edgar leaned forward from his perch on the corner of the desk. We've contacted our counterparts in other countries, and they've happily cooperated this fact. Can you imagine if there more than one of those we had to keep confined, Edwin asked prophetically. Edgar frowned. It may not be readily apparent, but it stretches our resources just to keep this one entity imprisoned. Why don't you just destroy it? Edwin sighed. Oh, that we could, 
but we don't know how. We've tried, but old Morlock's like a weeble. He won't fall down. Edgar Brighton, there's someone working on it, but she needs more time. Maybe now that you've retrieved the Necronomicon for us, we can find some way of neutralizing it. Maybe that information is in one of those passages in that tome. Edwin leaned back into his chair. You've done us a great service already, Adam. But you can do more. It's not a bad gig. Edgar smiled. Remember, this is a federal position. We offer a competitive salary with outstanding benefits. Edward flashed a curly smile. And the dental plan is phenomenal. They finally got to me and I chuckled. I was tired, bone tired. I'd seen more in one night than any man should see in a dozen lifetimes. The problem was, I liked it. I'd been an adrenaline junkie for so long, and now I'd been exposed to an energy level that paled everything that had gone before. Weary as I was, I was hooked, and they knew it. That night I joined the Shadow Walkers and never looked back. That was a little over eight years ago, although it's as sharp in my mind as yesterday. Old man times kicked me in the head a few times since then. He and his buddy Fate. I'm well past 40 now, and not nearly as fast as I used to be although maybe a little bit stronger. I've tackled all kinds of monstrosities and the myriad forces of darkness have done their best to send me to an early grave, but I've always managed to survive. As I kneel here catching my breath and reviewing my life, I'm shocked by the synchronicity of it all. In the end, I believe all the moments of my existence have just been training for this one moment. I've traveled the circular road of fate and it's brought me back here to where it all began back to a prison in the middle of the desert that no one's supposed to know about, back to a vault that houses a thing that scares me to death. Corpses litter the ground about me, and death whispers for me to come on inside. I'm about to face what is probably the most powerful force on Earth, and all I can hear are the echoes of my own words. I have no powers. The heavy double steel doors that used to secure the front entrance lie on the ground. The creature inside has blasted them out. A black light spills out of that doorway. It pulses with the rhythm of a beating heart. Every now and then I see a shadow cut across the source of the light. There's more than just one monstrosity in there. Of course, it's the big bad that I'm most worried about, for I know that the horrible truth is that someone has let Morlock out. And that is the end of installment two of Passage by A.A. A. Roberts. If you enjoyed this story, you may find more at Chaos Theory Tales Askew, located at www.genspace.com, spelled G-E-N-S-P-A-C-E dot com. Just click the top eyeball. You'll know what I mean. The preceding story is copyrighted by Mr. Roberts and may not be reproduced in any form without express permission from the author. Thank you, and good night.